Canada Hoops is proud to be presented by and partnered with Betstamp. Find the best odds for your sports wagers by using Betstamp to compare the best available odds. Get your betting edge as you shop for your odds across all of your favorite sports books. The true edge in online sports betting is having multiple accounts at different sports books. With Betstamp, you can link your sports books using BetLink. Download the BetStamp app today. BetStamp. Bet like a pro. And now, Canada Hoops, hosted by Maddie Ireland. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Canada Hoops. It's your boy, Maddie. Thank you for your continued support. Please keep downloading and sharing us. Our tremendous guest today represents Milton, Ontario. She is a former MD Mustang, Syracuse Orange, and was drafted eighth overall in the 2013 WNBA draft by the San Antonio Stars. She was just named the MVP of the 2022 Women's FIBA Europe Super Cup, playing for Tango Bourget Basket. And of course, she just played for Canada Basketball at the recent FIBA Women's World Cup, helping Canada finish fourth in the world. Make some noise for Kayla Alexander. Kayla, thank you so much for joining us on Canada Hoops. That is quite the intro. Wow, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and talk hoops with you. Yeah, well... I hope. Did I say Tango? Did I say that right? Bourget? Uh, Bourge. Bourge. Tango Bourge. Okay. My, <laughs> no. my French should be better than it is, which is kind of, I'm ashamed actually, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you joining us. And uh, like you said, I've been looking forward to the the uh, the conversation as well. Uh, how are things, Kayla? Let our, our listeners and your fans know how you're doing. I'm doing well. I'm home in Canada or Toronto for the next, how many days I've left? Four, five days, which has been nice. Uh, in town currently training with the national team and getting preparations in, for upcoming ter- or competitions coming up this summer. And yeah, I'm in the middle of the season right now overseas as well with Tango Borge, but it's fever break. So um, yeah, I'm good. Can't complain. Happy to be home. Happy to be back in the Canada basketball environment. Yeah. How is camp going? I know uh, we talked about it really quickly before we recorded, but uh, a mix of players there with obviously veterans like yourself and then uh, some youngsters there, um, which is really cool to see. Uh, obviously, the young players will probably be staples down the road. Just just let us know how camp is going and you know what's the vibe at camp. Camp is going well so far. We're two days in. Um, like I said, it's a mixture. We have half of us are either veterans who've been playing professionally for some time now, and the other half are still in high school, um, getting ready to go off to college shortly. So it's an interesting mix, but I love it. Um, it's a lot of teaching and learning from one another and just getting to know the younger girls as well who are coming up, um, playing through Canada basketball, the different teams. Um, I love that we have so much talent in our country, it's, and it's great to see and be able to play with some of the, some of the young girls throughout this camp. Yeah, I noticed uh, uh, on Instagram today, I mean, you you just 
you were showing a lot of appreciation for being back in, in the red and white with the group, uh, which is always great to see. And and then uh, with Tango Bourge, uh, an obvious uh, great start to the season so far uh, for yourself. And uh, I believe the team is doing well. Also, um, you know, how just how's, how's the season going overall out there? And, um, you know, what do you, what do you expect for this year there? Um, the season's going well so far. Um, we're currently right now, we're undefeated in French league. Right. So it's always nice to start the season that way. Hopefully we can continue. Um, we're two and two in EuroLeague right now. Um, had some close losses, one to Prague and one to Valencia. Um, it's been fun. Like I really like our coaching staff. I love my teammates. Um, they, they're just so fearless. And I love that even in, despite the two losses that we've had, we've had a lot of close games, um, but we've been finding ways to stay composed and fi- figuring it out and finding ways to win. Um, I love that everybody, we're a t- very selfless team. Like every day or every game, so it's a new leading scorer, a new leading rebounder, whatever the case may be. But we play team ball. We look for each other. Everybody's like very unselfish. I think sometimes to a fault, we can be <laughs> more selfish at times. It's like, why you turn down that shot? Right. Take it. But um, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying playing with Tango this time around. It's um, I loved playing with them back in 2016. It's nice to be back again in 2022. Nice. Um, I guess an obvious question for me Um given the success you had in Australia at the the World Cup, and you personally, I thought you played very well and were a key player defensively, especially for, for Canada. Do you feel like um, that tournament really helped your game and just kind of got you ready for this season and gave you a lot of confidence? Uh, yes, I will definitely say that I felt like it gave me confidence, um, especially because I was trying to take pride in my defense. Um that was something that was important to me, just trying to be a defensive anchor for our team um, and just trying to take on more of that uh, veteran leadership role. Not always as vocal because right. that's not usually my style, but try to lead by example um, through my actions. So I was very thankful for that. It still stings <laughs> because I felt like we were playing so well that tournament and then just the last two games. Um, yeah, just ran out of steam, but um, it's it stings, but I'm, it's a good learning experience for us. Um, you learn a lot in the losses, especially, so you can come back and be stronger and better. Um, but I'm really proud of our, our team. I thought we played hard um, with a lot of passion. We gave it all we had on the court. So just came up a little short. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, we can touch more on that later. But, I, yeah, I, I thought it was a great run in the tournament and, um, you know, a tough match in the, in the bronze game against a uh, host Australia, but I'm glad to see for you personally that uh, it's helped your season this far in France. Uh, two things I wanted to touch on before we kind of get into your, your basketball story. You're also an author. Many of our listeners and your fans know that. Tell us about the magic of basketball and how the idea for your book came about. Oh, yes. Um, so that's my baby. I'm really proud of it. Um, it nice. would not be here if it weren't for my sister, Keisha, who helped me. I kind of forced her to help me with it. Um, anyway, so how this goes is so I, I love working with kids. I love education, um, teaching. Um, throughout my career, my journey with the game of basketball, I've learned so much. It's given me so many gifts. And I wanted to figure out, oh, and I love art. I love to draw. That was my first love before basketball. So I was trying to figure out how can I combine all these loves and passions of mine and turn it into something that can be of value um, and just share 
the beautiful game of basketball and all the gifts it's given me. And that's an idea for the children's book team. I was like, oh, I can draw and use that skill that I love. I can tell a story that shares my life story and I can teach through this book. So um, I call it the magic of basketball because I really do believe that this game is such a gift. And I made it magical because it's more like a children's book to like draw them in. Right. Um, but it really is incredible. All the beautiful, magical, incredible gifts that this sport will give you if you let it. Um, and it'll give you gifts whether you decide to play pro or not, whether you decide to go to college or not, whether you just play for fun, um, from the life, intangible life skills, communication skills, uh, teamwork, the friendships that you make, um, st stepping it up, getting that free education. Um, if it weren't for ball, I don't think I would have been to like 90% of the countries I've been to so far. So I just wanted to find a way to illustrate that to young uh, kids to keep them in the game of basketball. Also, it was important for me to have a young uh, character, a female character, because you don't see that very often in young children's books, of a female character who's playing sports. And on top of that, one that's black. So I thought the representation was really important. So I'm glad that we were able to um, illustrate that with our book. And last but not least, I just wanted to do something that would encourage kids to dream big um, with sports and just teach them about the power of sports. So in the back of my book, I have t two little journal pages. One is for kids to write all of their dreams. And another one is to write all your goals, because I truly believe in the power of writing your goals and dreams. Um, and if you can see it every day, if you can like outline how to get there, anything's possible. So that's kind of like the whole inspiration and um, reasoning behind that. And I have to give it up to my sister because God blessed me with some gifts. But when it comes to like eloquently and beautifully putting words together, that was a gift that went straight to my sister. So I was thankful that she was willing to come on board to help me with the book. And it was actually her idea to make the whole book rhyme. So it was fun working with her on that. And I hope we, that we can do more in the future. That's a goal of mine as well. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, I just thought it was a, a really cool project. And uh, it is important to, um, you know, demonstrate the, uh, you know, the qualities that you talk about in the book. So uh, I think we can, uh, people can order it on Amazon and I believe it's on your website too, correct? It is, but I took it off my website for right now because I can't really fulfill orders from overseas. So right. right now the best way to get it is through Amazon. There you go. And you've also co-founded Tall Size. Uh, let our listeners know about that venture you've started um, and obviously why uh, it's important to you. Oh, you did your homework. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, Kayla. My so, yes, I co-founded, <laughs> you're great at it, Tall Size with my good friend, Nicole. She's actually my childhood friend and my friend who actually got me into basketball in the first place. I actually read about her in my children's book. Um, I call her Nikki in my book. Um, yeah, so Tall Size is Right now, it's a marketplace that allows tall women, women with long inseams, long lengths, um, long sleeves, um, just tall women, to shop a variety of different brands that are tall-specific. Um, because this is probably going to sound crazy, but for the average person, you can walk into a store, try things on, and find things that fit you. Unfortunately, for tall women, we don't get that privilege. <laughs> um, when it comes to buying shoes, I can rarely buy shoes in store if I need shoes. Unless it's like basketball shoes, it's like men's section. I have to shop. If I want like heels, most stores typically go to a size 10. I'm a 12, 13, so I can't shop in store. Um, and we wanted to try and find a way to make the shopping experience easier and um, better for tall women. So we partner with different brands, um, Alloy Apparel, Prissy Duck, um, Koi Shoes, a number of different brands that we love. And we 
gathered them and put them on our platform. So if you decide you want to buy a pair of jeans from Prissy Deck, you want to buy some t tights from Threads, you want a shirt from Alloy Apparel, you can get all these different brands in one shopping cart, one spot, and then we get them to fulfill the orders um, separately, and then they ship the items to you. Um, but this is really important because this is something that I struggle with, that my friend Nicole also struggles with. Um, I'm 6'4", she's six foot, um, and we want to try and find a way to solve this problem. We launched our website in August 2021 of last year, so we're just over a year old. Right. Um, and I'm really proud of how much we've grown so far. The messages that we get from women saying, wow, this is like the Amazon for tall women, or you're doing the Lord's work, or this is the first time I can find a pair of jeans that actually fit me and like go that are way too long for me, um, tells us that we're doing something that is of value and helping women and, and young teen girls too, especially who are also struggle because I we were we were there at one point too. So it's a passion of mine that I'm enjoying. Um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a different kind of hard work, um, but I'm so thankful to be doing it with my friend Nicole. Um, she's a bad ASS, and <laughs> I learned so much from her. And she inspires me, and she's a boss, and I love working alongside her. And yeah, really proud of what we've done so far. And we're just getting started too. We have so many goals and things that we want to do a tall size to expand um so hopefully because we keep getting emails people are like when are you going to make this available in australia or the uk because there's tall women everywhere so um yeah we have a lot planned a lot in the works but i'm really proud of the work we've done so far nice i like it well if you're a tall woman and you're listening or you have a tall woman in your life check them out at tallsize.com um kayla if we can let's run it back tell us about a a young you running around Milton, you know, how did basketball come into your life? And, you know, did you play other sports as well? Yes. So I moved around a, a bit with my siblings growing up. My dad was a police officer, so he moved a bit right. um, as he got different locations or positions for his work. So we grew up in Scarborough first and there my sister and I we ran a lot of track um, swimming my mom put us into swimming that was important for her that all of her children knew how to swim um, yeah pretty active kids and then we moved to Barrie and that's when I met Nicole and she came up to me and she was like wow you're tall because I think I was like the first tall person that she met that was taller than her um, and she's like right. come to a basketball trial with me so I go with her little did I know it was for the Barrie Royals and it was a rep team not like a club like a house league and I go to the tryout, and I'm so thankful it's not on film, or we'd all be laughing right now, but I sucked. I didn't know what I was doing. I had my athletic ability, and that was about it. Like, the skill set when it came to basketball, understanding the rules, I didn't play like that, so I didn't know. Um, I struggled, and it was, I think it was two or three tryouts, and when they made the final roster, I was on the team. I told my mom, and she was in shock, and she's like, are you sure? <laughs> and she went and confirmed to the coaches. And I'll never forget Monique Kovacs and Keith Macy were the coaches. And they said, we can't teach hype, and you got it, but we can teach you how to play the game of basketball. So they took a chance on me. And ever since then, I haven't stopped bouncing a ball. And I'm incredibly thankful that um, my friend Nicole and my coaches and my parents um, supported me and um, got me into the game because it's blessed me in ways I never imagined. Because so. um, your dad was a pretty good hooper too wasn't he i heard he was kind of like a toronto legend um yeah you know, so i i had that's what everybody says i'm still waiting for the game film <laughs> like i want the evidence but every time uh, some people will come up to me and be like yeah your father's joe he's the junk out of the gym right. always knocking on people 
Um, he played at Niagara University. I know he didn't want to go far. <laughs> he said he wanted to stay close to home. Um, so, yeah, he was pretty talented. And I guess some of that got to me a little bit. Not the hops, but some of some of the other qualities, I guess, got passed down. Well, the game has a presence in your house. Obviously, uh, many of our uh, listeners will know uh, your brother Kyle plays as well, and he's uh, repped the national team. Um, so I imagine it's a competitive home with respect to the game. Um, you know, so as you start... You know, Nicole takes you and you start playing basketball. And as you're working on your game, did you have a player uh, at that point in your life that you looked up to that you kind of really liked their game? Like, yeah, I liked I liked how they play. Uh, later on, as I got more into basketball, I'd say Lisa Leslie. And then when I was in college, I remember my coaches had me watching like Jane Appel. Um, okay. Specifically, which is really funny because she ended up being my teammate when I was I got drafted. Um, but Honestly, when I was when I first started playing, as I started moving up um, or getting older and playing against um, more competition, I always looked to my peers. Like I always admired the girls who were ahead of me. So when I got introduced to like the CPs, uh, Central Performance for Canada Basketball, or the Team Ontario, um, Junior National Team, I was always in awe and always um, loved looking at the girls who were older than me, who had more experience and were playing at a certain level. So I'm like, oh, I want to be like them. So it was my peers, but. When I first started, who I really admired and was trying to emulate. No, I like that. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, a lot of guests will say there's people in their community that they have kind of direct exposure to that they always sort of looked up. I mean, sometimes maybe that pro player seems kind of unreachable, unreachable, but uh, that person right in front of them, whether it's at school or, like you said, with national team stuff, is is right there and they're learning from. So I always kind of enjoy that side of it too um you know and then you, you're hitting high school uh i mentioned your milton district mustang i think you played at berry central too correct yeah Berry central first then uh with uh, nita and then i graduated at uh, milton district you had nita what year were you at nita uh my junior and senior year junior year i was actually full-on in the program lived with the host family my senior year i wanted to play my final year high school basketball with my sister so i lived at home and then just after the basketball season ended i went back and forth just would drive back and forth would you have been at nita with uh natalie at the same time yep yep my first year at nita we were actually uh lived together with the same host family cool cool um i recorded with um catherine plouffe earlier today and she was there for a year or two for her grade 11 years so um and I know you guys played against each other in the Big East when you were at Syracuse and she was at Marquette. Yep. Yeah, it's a small world in terms of the, the Canada basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but what do you remember most about your high school years? I know you were a city champion and team MVP in 2008-2009. Uh, uh, you also played with Team Ontario winning nationals in, in 08. Um, you know, you're working hard to develop your game. Uh, getting a scholarship. Um, maybe even just talk about the the recruiting side because sometimes that's a you know a busy and sort of difficult time for a young player just take us through those years and you know trying to deal with the uh, recruitment and exposure okay um i know i personally i was and still very am a shy person (laughs) um i was a very shy kid uh so i did not enjoy the recruiting process i did not look forward to the phone calls trying to talking to the coaches on the phone, I dreaded that, was not a fan. Um, but I was thankful being recruited, having like options for schools to attend um, for like education. Um, 
and then I loved the part of the cream process I loved was with my father. Um, we went on like a lot of well, we went on a lot of unofficial visits together right. to check out different universities. Um, and my parents are very involved too. Like they made me ask like the, the right questions. Like okay, okay, what is it about this school that you love? And you can't just say the campus because is, does it have like the education that um, program that you want? What about their style of play? Does their style of play will it help you? Will you grow here? Will there be opportunities for you to play? Um, how close or how far from home? Are you okay if you leave far from home, knowing that we might not be able to come and support you as much versus if you come, if you're closer to home, we can come to more of your games. Like just different questions like that that they had me uh, consider and ask, um, which I'm thankful for. I'm, I'm very thankful for my parents. They were very supportive, very involved, um, helped me every step of the way. Um, I will say uh, it's quite a learning experience. This is a story like I tell whenever I talk with kids. Um, education is, or yeah, academics is key. Um, you can't play ball without your academics and you can't um, get into, if you want to play uh, school ball, you need to be on top of your books. And I say this because during the recruiting process, uh, one school that was looking at me was Stanford. And math and biology, chemistry aren't my strongest subjects. And I was struggling in those courses. And instead of asking for help, I was just struggling in silence. And when my transcripts came out and they saw my grades, they we were like, we don't think she can handle work, uh, playing ball at a high level and also the academics. Right. So they actually stopped recruiting me. And in that, I learned a valuable lesson in one, asking for help. Like when you're struggling with something, get help. It's, there's no shame in that. Ask for help. Get yourself a tutor. Do whatever you need to do to put yourself in a better position. And two, that if you want to play at the college level, they want more. They want athletes who they don't have to worry about. They want athletes who take their academics seriously, who they know that um, they will take care of business off the court so that they can just focus and coach you on the court. So valuable lessons I try to like pass down to the next gen whenever I'm talking with them to get on your academics and don't be afraid to ask for help. Louder, louder for people in the back. That's uh, super important. And I've always loved when uh, we've had a guest that's, uh, you know, a baller and a scholar. So I think that's uh, important. Um, so did you, were you weighing a lot of offers? Um, as you as you were getting ready to make your decision, like what what schools did you narrow it down to? Um, I narrowed it down to top two at the end of the day because I wasn't trying to go on five visits personally. Right. Anti-social Caleb over here. Um, and I knew what I wanted. I wanted a school that had a great education program that played um, good basketball that have opportunity to go in and play as a freshman and continue to grow from there. Um, so the top two for me were Illinois and Syracuse, which ironically are both orange schools. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, right. but it did. Um, and then I ended up going with Syracuse, which is a great educational school. Um, it's a private school. They had my education program, which was perfect for me. And as far as basketball, I had opportunities. I got to play when I was in a freshman and, um, had a pretty decent career over there. So I'm, I'm thankful for how everything played out. Do you think when, uh, you eventually wind this down, and you figure you're done playing that you'll you'll be a teacher? So <laughs> I get asked this question a lot. That passion and love for working with kids has not gone anywhere. I still love it deeply and still enjoy doing that. The part that has me a little messed up is basketball has spoiled me. Right. And I don't want to be in one spot. Maybe that will change. Something will click eventually. And I'll be like, I just want to settle down in one spot. But right now, I like being in different places. And I don't think I want to be in a classroom 24-7 right now. So 
Um, I do want to teach, but I'd make it look a little different. It would be coaching, like on the on the court with young kids, teaching them the game or different basketball skills or doing workshops with young kids. I love doing that, whether it's working on self-confidence or goal setting, whatever the case may be. Um, I know I enjoy working with kids and love um, teaching and just um, see. I love when kids can like watching them discover something new or like um, conquering something. And I want to help kids do that. But I don't know if I want to do it in just one classroom right now. I do. I still do school visits, though. I do my book readings with, at schools, put on uh, clinics. I love it. Um, but yeah, I, we'll see what the future has in store. Uh, but yeah, right now I'm saying no to being a traditional teacher. Right. It's going to look a little different, I think. Well, I just haven't met you in uh, chopping it up. I feel like you'd be a great teacher. So uh, who knows? That might that might be uh, where you finish up. Um, well, the the decision to go to Syracuse was uh, a big one, and it paid off. Kayla, you had a tremendous career there. You are the school's all-time leader in points, blocks, field goals, free throws made, and tied for games played. Um, you know, was the freshman season a tough one? Just talk about that adjustment uh, on and off the floor as you transitioned to Division One basketball. Um. For me, Encore, it wasn't too bad. Um, no, let me rephrase that. When it came to conditioning, like running up and down, like I was right. good. Strength-wise, getting pushed around a bit, I had to work on that. Um, I will say one of the things that I love about Canada basketball and like Nita is that I feel like it prepared me. Because for Nita, you're living off away from home. We would go to school in the mornings and then train in the afternoons. We had weight programs. We were playing against Jucos and high school boys. So we were getting used to that level of play. So when I got to college, it wasn't like shell shock to me. I was used to it. So that helped, I think, a lot. Um, the part that I had to adjust a little bit more was the time management with school, um, your courses, um, your workload. That improved or increased tremendously. Um, the mental side of it, that part I struggled with quite a bit. I had to learn, um, work some things out that way. Um, but for the most part, my freshman year wasn't too bad, I would say. I, I think I was fairly well prepared thanks to Nita and Canada Basketball. Well, that's cool. And I mean, throughout your four years there, uh, you put the work in, leading to being on the All-Big East first team your senior year, and you were named the Syracuse Female Athlete of the Year. Um, from your four years there, you know, what are your best memories uh, playing for the Orange, um, you know, relationships? Uh, times off the floor. Uh, just share some of that if you can. Um, the moments that I'll always cherish, just the funny, like the memories that you have with your teammates from the ones who are always cracking jokes. Um, when you look, reflect back and we like catch up on the phone or we're texting and we just talk about like memories that happened or things that coach said or that happened to us. And like looking back, we just laugh about it. Um, I, definitely making the Nash, or the NCAA tournament our senior year was a highlight as well. I like, loved that. Um, <laughs> one moment I always have is playing in St. John's and Brittany Sykes hitting the half-court shot, like a crazy half-court shot for us to win the game. Like right. that, I'll never forget that. That was unreal. Um, yeah, I have a lot of good memories both on and off the court. The people I met, I have teammates who I consider family at this point now, um, who I'm still in touch with, which I'm thankful for. Um yeah, I'm I, definitely the relationships, the people, um, and just in general, the experiences that I had. It 
made me a stronger, mentally tougher, um, more disciplined person that I am today. And I think I grew a, a lot as well. Um, if I have any advice, <laughs> one thing I would tell young athletes is it's all about balance. Um, for me, again, shy kid, um, not very social at the time. I was just focused on ball and schoolwork. I, outside of like my teammates, I didn't really have much of a social life. Um, but I started to challenge myself eventually, and I got involved in some extracurricular activities, uh, FCA, Fellowship for Christian Athletes, and I got to meet great friends that way and um, got to grow in my faith a lot as well. Um, I was a tour guide, and I forced myself to do that because I had a big fear of speaking in public in front of people, and I knew for some of the things that I wanted to do in life, I needed to overcome that fear. Um, so that's something that I forced myself to do, and I'm thankful for that because it brought me out of my shell. Um, yeah, I'd say balance. Like, if you can find a nice balance of school, basketball, and social because it's important, um, you can have a great year. And it goes by really fast. Like, you think four years is going to be a long time, but I'm, I'm surprised. I'm like, what, how many years removed from college? Like 11, 12 years yeah. now? So that's crazy to me. So. Um. Just with respect to the tournament, um, you know, because like I'm an old Hooper, I like how much fun is the tournament just from like that? I mean, obviously, the goal is to win um, and do well, but just from a competition standpoint and the energy, the atmosphere, uh, knowing you got to win to stay in, um, just like what's the vibe for the tournament? It must be a lot of fun to play in. Um, well, sadly, I only got to experience it once and for one game because we lost in the right. first round. So I didn't get the full experience like um, other players have. Um, but I did enjoy it. Like it is, it's the big stage. Yeah. It's you work towards this all season. Like this is the work that you're putting in for this moment to go and see how you match up and try and win a championship. Um, unfortunately, ours was short lived, um, but it, it's a great experience for sure. And it's what you dream of doing. Like when you or running those suicides or big fives or killing yourself in the gym. It's for those moments down, like when you get to the end of these seasons, like those are the moments you want to be playing for. So, yeah. And then um, just to wrap up uh, your time at Syracuse, you know, when did you know that being like drafted to the, the WNBA was a, a real possibility for you? Take us through that. And, you know, what's the, the feedback you're hearing and uh, you know, what are the, um, team saying to your coaches, just just talk about that and just knowing like this was a a high reality. Um, so it was a little bit of a mixture. Um, I'd say my junior summer of my junior year, going into my senior year, I tried out for the Canadian senior women's national team, the Olympic team, and I got cut, and that was devastating. So I went back and I made uh, some goals of what I wanted to do or accomplish that for the following year. And during that same time, they started a mock draft, excuse me, an early mock draft. And my name was on it. And my dad was all excited. He called me. And I was like, what's going on? And he's like, you're on the mock draft list for the WMA. You're the last name on there, but you're on nice. there. And I was like, Oh, so this is like a actual possibility. Like this is something I could actually do when I'm done at college. So I went back home, made myself a list of goals that I wanted to accomplish. Um, some personal, like, ones for college, how I want to end, finish the season. And one of them was um, getting drafted. So um, 
after that, I made that my goal. I told my coaches what I was trying to accomplish and my, my parents, and then they worked with me. They worked with me throughout the summer and throughout the season um, when coach felt like I wasn't playing to my best abilities or <laughs> did something stupid on the court. He'd be like, you're trying to get drafted? Like, this is how you're going to play? And like, try to be in my ear to help right. me. Um, uh, yeah, be at my best and when the season came to an end um, I got drafted afterwards which I was thankful for so again um, it goes back to community and that support that I had around me for sure yeah great story and it did lead to you being drafted eighth overall uh, by San Antonio which is now the Las Vegas Aces um, and you're you're ongoing with your pro career obviously and you've had WNBA stops in Indiana Chicago and Minnesota, um, you know, just, I guess with the pro side, Kayla, just talk about, um, you've had lots of stops overseas. Um, I just wanted to ask you, it's such a grind at time for, uh, professional women players where they, they got to play overseas in the winter, fall, winter, and then possibly come back to the, the WNBA to the summer. Um, and you've done that for uh, a few years. Just talk about that, how hard that is. Um, and then if you throw in your national team commitments, which you're fulfilling and, uh, you know, we're glad you're doing that. Uh, you don't always get a, an off season. Just talk about, you know, the grind. Cause I don't know that a lot of people really know, you know, how much work you're putting in and uh, how much time you're dedicating to the game. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Um, oh, there's so many things to speak on. I'll start with... Um, okay, so in the W, the season's five months, roughly five, six right. months. And you get a particular salary, which for the months that you're playing isn't bad. If we compare it to like the men, it's... It's low. It's yeah. shameful. Yeah. But for the months... Yeah. But for the months that you're playing, it's actually not a bad... I personally don't think it's like a bad salary. It can be better, but... It's, not bad. So then to supplement your income, you go overseas because you get much bigger contracts when you're overseas. Um, which I'm hoping that will change um, one day. But anyways, um, so yeah, you're playing essentially year-round because the seasons overseas, depending on where you go, can be anywhere from like five months if you play in a short season like Israel, Australia, or like uh, South Korea versus Europe, which typically goes pretty long um, for at least seven, eight months. So you don't really have an off-season. I remember for about a good four or five years straight until I got injured, I was playing W. Then I signed and went to Russia. So I got like a week after the season ended in the W to go home, see my family, unpack, repack for Russia, go over to Russia. You might get Christmas break if you're lucky, which is nice. Make it five days to a week. You go back, you finish off your season there, you get maybe, depends on how many days your W team wants to give you and how early your season ends overseas, you might get another week in between at home for a little bit to rest, see family for a quick minute, and then you're back playing the W. And it's like an ongoing cycle that's nonstop. And I did that for about four years. I remember one year, I played in France, and that season went really long. <laughs> so I got, I think it was 24 hours at home. I had time to unpack, say hi, sleep in my bed once, and then I was back playing my season in the W. Wow. Um, so it is a grind. There is not much of an off-season. And um, as I got older, I realized the importance of an off-season, and I started opting to try and play in leagues that are um, maybe shorter. And then eventually I just came to the conclusion that I enjoyed my time in the W, and I'm so thankful for it, but I wanted 
one, I was getting older and I needed some time at home, yeah. like rest, um, take care of my body. So I opted to stop playing the W. Um, and then two, I also wanted to start planting some roots at home with my, um, with the things I want to do. Cause I felt like in the W when I play overseas, I'm always doing things in the community there. I haven't had the chance to do much in the community at home and I wanted to change that. So I'm thankful for that time. And then another aspect I'll say is like when you play your national team as well, <laughs> there's like there's no breaks because there's people windows usually in November and February. So you'll leave wherever you are and fly out, whether it's going back home for training with the national team. For me, that didn't start until 2018. That's when I first made the senior national team. Um, so it was a little while. Um, but yeah, it is a grind um, on your body, mentally, physically, emotionally, like you're sacrificing that time with your loved ones. I've missed so many weddings, so many birthdays, so many holidays. Thankfully, I again, my support system, like they know, like, I can't play ball forever. This is temporary. So I'm trying to enjoy it while I can. And they support me and realize that like, it's not something personal. It's just, I can't play basketball is one of those sports that has early retirement. So I can't do this when I'm like, 45, 60 years old, so I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Um, but it is a grind. It's, it takes a lot of sacrifice, and you truly have to love the game, I think, to sacrifice the way that we do. Yeah, great answer. Um, I just think women's players, if it, and it's been well documented that the W has to do a better job of compensating players to, you know, not make it necessary for them to go overseas. So, Hopefully that changes um, with their last season in Minnesota in the W. We're we're not in Bridget there at the same time. Were the three of you? No, but I was no. Uh, Nat was after. Right. Um, I joined Bridget. She had been there previously. Right. I joined her. Was there? That was my last season that I played in the W. Played with her in the bubble, and then after that, um, I think Nat signed the following okay. year with the team. No, yeah, I was. I was trying to look that up and I was like, well, I, I couldn't remember if the three of you were there together. So, uh, with, uh that would yeah, yeah. With overseas, uh, Kayla, do you have a favorite stop so far? Um, obviously France, France oh, yeah. has been successful, but do you have a, a stop or a team that's really stood out so far for you? Mm-hmm. Um, France and, uh, both France experiences, or I should say all three of my France experiences and Australia are like tied for top. Um, Australia, it felt like a vacation the whole time. It's beautiful there, incredible weather, um, just the natural beauty there. The people are so chill. Like, it's kind of hard not to be happy when you live near the water and it's sunny all the time. Um, it was great. Um, we went to the finals, our team, and we played against Kia Nurse. We lost, right. unfortunately. Um, but that was a really fun experience. I had made some friends there who I'm still friends with to this day. And then France. I Ever since I was a kid, I've always been obsessed with like the language. And I'm working towards hopefully being bilingual one day. Um, and I loved my experience in France. Just um, just playing there, the, the country again, the travel, the people, um, the encore experiences that we've had. Um, I loved playing in Bourges the first year. We won the French Cup. And then last year, at the when the war broke out in Russia, I left and got picked up and played in Lyon. That's a beautiful city as well. And now I'm back in Bourges again. And I'm really enjoying my experience. Well, it uh, makes sense, too, for the on-court stuff, because I know uh, other guests I've talked to, um, you know, the Australian uh, League does a really good job running the league for the players. And then uh, league, the league in France is... Uh, 
really strong and they do a good job. So uh, makes sense that those two. Stand. Yeah, like that. That's good. Um, Kayla, obviously here on Canada hoops, we love to chat Canada basketball, especially with guests who have played for the program, which you have obviously done and are doing. You know, in your tremendous career this far, what has playing for Canada basketball meant for you? For me, it's been a privilege, an honor, and something that I don't take for granted because it was something that was so hard to come to get the opportunity right. to do. Um, I was lucky and fortunate, like when I was younger, playing Team Ontario, playing your national team, playing Nita. And then the hard team to make was the senior national team because that's the team that you want to make, help the team qualify for the Olympics and play at the highest level. And it took me eight years to make this team. Um, when I finally did make the team, I got injured. So I couldn't go. That was the year we went. they played in the World Cup in Tenerife. So I couldn't go. Um, and then the following year, that was qualifiers for... Yeah, qualifiers for the Olympics got injured again, but then came back healthy enough to help us qualify for the Olympics. And then the Olympics got postponed. So for me, it's just about uh, when I think about my journey with Canada basketball, it's all about like resilience and that love for the game that keeps you going when you're constantly denied something that you really want. It makes you look in the mirror like, okay, what do I need to work on? Where am I lacking? Um, and then when you truly or when you finally do accomplish that goal, that dream of yours, it's just something that you're just thankful for and you try not to take, it, take for granted because I know how hard it is to get here and I know how quickly it can be taken away by an injury or whatever the case may be. So, And then just the woman I've had the privilege of playing with and learning from has been incredible. Um, I'm also thankful for the woman who came before me who laid down the path or paved the path for us to get to this point. Um, for Canada to be such a competitive team and for us to be competing at such a high level. Um, yeah, it requires a lot of sacrifice, a lot of commitment and time, but I am incredibly thankful um, for this opportunity to play a sport that I love at the highest level, to represent my country, and to do it alongside some incredible people. Um, you mentioned teammates and, and those relationships uh, throughout your time with Canada Basketball. Is there uh, some teammates that you've developed a close relationship with that uh, really stand out and maybe someone that you didn't know that well uh, coming up through the game until you got to play with them at the senior women's national team? Yeah, there's a few. Um, one of my vets I always looked up to, and I was lucky enough to be her roommate quite a few times, and she's just killing it now. Um, I mean, she was killing it off the court, but she's killing, she was killing it on the court, but she's killing it off the court right now as well too, is Miranda. Yeah. Um, just she, for me, she showed me that um, to to lean into like your lean into who you are and don't be afraid of that. Like, and when I say that, I mean I'm a very quiet by nature person. I'm not the most outspoken person. I'm not the loudest person. That's not my personality. <laughs> um, and Mer is very soft spoken as well. Could be more on the quieter end. Um, but you respect her, and she's a great leader. And she speaks up when she needs to speak up, but she leads by example. And I, just through like watching her and how she conducted herself, um, it allowed me and gave me the space to be like, Kayla, there's different ways to lead. And she's an example of that and you can do that as well. And then just also her as a human being, like one of the kindest, sweetest people you'll ever meet. Um, so willing to help you and she's just very open and just, I love her. So, um, so much respect for her and just thankful for her and being able to learn from her. Um, Kim as well. She's been with the program for, uh, 
what was she with the program for like 20 yeah. years. Um, just being able to learn from her all of these years, um, just the wisdom and the experience that came with that. And then also my current peers, like um, I have Ruth, who's back, who I'm very, I love, who I'm very thankful for. Um, Shay Colley, I love playing with her. I love, she's a great teammate. I love spending time with her. Um, and then I admire and appreciate like all of them, honestly. Nice. Like I admire, I truly admire how um, Natalie's brain works. Like when it comes to the game of basketball, how she thinks the game, like she's so quick with it. I love it. She's going to be an incredible coach one day. Um, also, um, Kia Nurse as well, the way that she sees the game. Uh, her personality, uh, Sammy Hill. Like, honestly, I could name everybody because everybody has such incredible qualities and traits and skill sets and um, incredible personalities. Um, and they're competitive. They're I learn from them on the court. They challenge me, but they're also great people as well, like incredible people. Yeah, great, uh, great answer. And, I mean, you've named some um, truly all-time greats for the program, uh, and some of them are still playing that uh, we're all big fans of as well. Uh, I wanted to ask you about head coach Victor La Pena. Um, the man has a, an infectious energy, uh, which seems endless. Sure yeah, <laughs> which seems endless. Uh, you know, how does that rub off on you all as a team? I thought, um, just to bring up the World Cup really quickly, um, I thought his energy, and especially what uh, you were all trying to do defensively, um, really set the tone for your team and an identity. And obviously defensively you were uh, outstanding. You actually, well, you probably know this, but you were second in rebounding in the tournament. Um, so yeah, great job. Uh, but yeah, just talk about Victor uh, and just what he's done for the program as a, as a head coach and how he's, he's leading you as players. Yeah. Victor's great. I love playing for him. He is an infectious energy. Um, one thing I will say about him that I really appreciate, um, as a coach, he's definitely challenged me, and he's had me. I don't know. I, I, he has. He's brought me out of out in a way where he has me doing things I never thought I would do before, and I'm thankful for that because it's like, Kayla, stop limiting yourself. Like, challenge, continue to push yourself, and like challenge yourself. So I'm thankful for that. Um, yeah, he. I like the way he likes to play basketball. He wants us to play like if we can, like run, run, get out in transition. Because obviously, the easiest, if you can get easy buckets, like easy layups, why not do that all game? And then also, his mentality is like, I want the ball. So he's like, I want to play great defense, turn that into like turnovers, so I can get the ball, turn into transition. Like, I want the ball. So then that starts with playing great defense. Um, but yeah, he's he's been great. It's been a pleasure learning from him. Um, keeps you on your toes <laughs> at times. Um, he's intense, but I'm enjoying it a lot. So I think the other girls would agree with me as well too. Like they enjoy uh, having Victor as a coach and Noel as well too. It's nice having Noel too. She's more soft spoken, yeah. completely opposite of Victor, <laughs> more soft spoken, but their IQ, the way that they think the game and um, teach the game. It's, it's been great. Great answer. And uh, one last thing, uh, how special has it been for both you and Kyle uh, to be playing for the national teams right now at the same time. And also, you know, you're, you're huge pieces in my mind to the uh, success of both teams um, playing at a high level. Just um, that's got to be a special feeling for you and uh, your family. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, 
Um, how do I want to, what do I want to say? Um, Kyle's five years younger than me. Right. So growing up, like we were always missing each other. So when I started playing, um, yeah, I was pretty much out of the house <laughs> and Kyle started playing later. So I was always missing him. Like when he was in high school, I was in college. When he was finally in college, I was overseas playing. And I feel like now we're finally like the same um, space in life where, um, yeah, same aspects of life to a certain extent. Um, and just to see his growth, how far he's come, because he was a late bloomer when it came to basketball, um, seeing his mentality, the work that he's put in, I love his mindset. And um, I always try to give him advice because I've been there, um, try to help him any way I can. But also he gives me advice too. Like um, the way that he thinks, I've learned a lot from him. Um, he has a great head on his shoulders. I'm incredibly proud of how far he's come so far. And he's just getting started as well too. So I feel like the sky is the limit. Um, and it's it's a joy. Um, <laughs> I have some fun memories from like when we were younger playing before school started i'll never forget like i gave him a bloody nice. nose it was not intentional <laughs> but gave him a bloody nose and we were playing basketball i don't think he'll ever let me forget that um but yeah and then the tables turned because now like when i play against him he's throwing my shot left and right like you think you can get him with up and under but he's so long and so has such great instincts on defense I'm, like it's hard to get a shot off against him but yeah i I'm so proud of him. He's worked his butt off. He's still working his butt off. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Well, I'm sure he's very proud of you. And uh, I know from the, the Canadian basketball community and fans, um, it, it's cool for us to see that. Um, so I know we've enjoyed that. Uh, Kayla, do you have a top five or favorite five of all time for Canada basketball? Ooh. Anybody you want. It's your five. Oh snap! Did I give you this in the uh, Instagram? I can't. I, I'm, I'm, you might, I might have. have. You probably I can't did. If I, did or not. I know. I kind of put. It's a tough question. There's so many top. great ones. Yeah. A top. But it's five. Kayla's five, so we'll take whoever it is. Okay, give me Tammy Sutton Brown. Nice. Yeah. Um, for my four, I'm putting her at the five. Okay. For my four, ooh, that one's tough. I know somebody, Kayla. I know I can I put I can put Mur. It's honestly it's a toss up <laughs> right now between Mur and Niall. Okay, yeah. Because like they're both, they like they both play the four. They're both very like they love defense. They're both very defense great defensive minds. This is hard. I, I rack my brain trying to maybe establish my five, and I still struggle with it. So I feel like I'll give an answer today, and then if you answer this question twenty minutes later or like tomorrow, it's gonna be completely different names. Just throw that yeah. out there. Um. While Kayla takes a quick second to round out her top five for Canada basketball, we'd like to take a minute to thank our partner Betstamp. Check out BetStamp for the best odds across all of your sports books for your favorite teams and players. Whether it's the NBA, NCAA, NHL, or NFL, BetStamp shows you the best odds for your wagers. How about a nice plus money, money line parlay tonight, taking both the Pacers and the Jazz, led by Benedict Matherin, 
and Kelly Olenek. I like that bet a lot. Download the BetStamp app now. BetStamp. Bet like a pro. For my point guard, I'm gonna say, I want Shay. Give me Shay Colley. I love her game, by the way. Uh, yeah, like she yes. she gets after it. If people don't know Shay Colley and her game, man, like yeah, oh my goodness, like her and Naira together in the backcourt are deadly. Yeah. Yep, because I was gonna say I kind of want Naira. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're dogs. On my they're squad, tough. they are very tough. Yes, they really are. Yeah. They are. And Shay, oh my goodness, that's my girl. She's also like hilarious. Like she's, she, uh, she'll have you cracking up nice. all day. Good nice. people. Um, okay. At my two. Toss up. I want Shay as my point guard. At my two, it's a toss up between Naira and Kia, I'd say. Yeah. Good choices. And then my Good choices. Three. Oh, I totally forgot. Am I just woman? Because I can do men too, right? Whatever you want. Or is this like... You can do combination, all women. It's it's your five. Oh, that's so hard. We'll stick to woman. We'll stick to woman. Guys get credit all the time. Um, I'm doing my three now, right? Yeah. So, I can't... I'm trying to think of... I'm thinking BC... Good choice. Most, yeah, most likely BC. She also killed it. Had a great tournament for uh, the yeah. um, World Cup. I'm also thinking Kim too, because if you want someone who's gonna light it up for you, hit some big threes for you, like Kim's, o- OG Kim vet. Well. I mean, Kim was Kim was tough for sure. I feel like, and now I feel bad because I feel like there's so many great players that I can just replace all these people with. <laughs> so <laughs> that's tough. I'll I'll stick with that for now. I don't like these kind of questions. That's so hard. <laughs> well, sorry. I I'll look at the message later. I can't remember if I I asked you. I thought I had uh, Kayla. You any any shout out? It probably went right over my head. I know you're busy. Yeah, you're busy. At any shout outs? Uh, yeah, any shout outs? So thank you before I get you out of here. And again, uh, we truly appreciate you joining us on Canada Hoops. Oh, well, first, I'll thank you. Thank you for having me on, allowing me to share a little bit of my story. It's been fun going down memory lane. Anytime. Um, I guess an overarching thank you is just to everybody who supported me over the years, from my parents, my siblings, to friends, to coaches, to um, my old high school, Milton District, that always let me in in the mornings whenever I'm home to shoot. Um, friends that have got me gyms, got me into gyms, like Ali, um, just, just overall gratitude to everybody who's helped me because you don't get here and get to experience these things by yourself without a great support system. Uh, and then shout outs. Ooh, what do I want to shout out? All my fellow Canada basketball members. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'd say also NBYMP, which is a great basketball program for our youth um they're big on mentoring i'm a part of it i mentor with them they provide opportunities whether it's workshops tutoring um opportunities for kids to go to the raptors games so check them out if you're interested if you're younger um yeah i don't know who else to shout out or what to shout out so i'm sure i'm missing a lot of great people but yeah no great job uh you know all the best to you as you continue on in your career kayla and uh 
you know, be safe, be healthy, and we're looking forward to what uh, lies ahead for you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, we had a little technical issue at the end of the episode, but I want to thank Kayla Alexander for pulling up. Thank you for listening. Download and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Keep supporting Canada Basketball and our Canadian Hoopers. Thank you to our partner, Betstamp, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Canada Hoops.